is Kai and Lafayette. We're two ex-engineers who quit our jobs to pursue the path with heart. We believe that experience is fundamental to understanding life and its concepts. So our weekly podcast is filmed and recorded on location from various parts of the world. It's thanks to our Patreon members like you that we're able to produce this content regularly. We offer varying benefits based on your pledge amount, from full-length videos of the episodes to weekly streams. So please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash the theory of living. Subscribe, leave us some feedback, and please share with your friends. Here we go. We're live again for episode 23. Wow, have a little more excitement. We're talking about one of the most exciting topics of our lives at one point in time. Yes. I, I would say that we know a lot about, um, which is nightlife. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're talking about bars, beers, yeah. broads, yeah. for having a good time, do a hangover, mm-hmm. to hate yourself. Right, food trucks, all that's included to, uh, included in nightlife, I think. But Yeah, depending where you live, food trucks are definitely yeah, huge. Yeah, for part. sure. I'm in here too, man. I mean, I, mean, I wouldn't say food trucks, but uh, food stalls and... Uh, like little restaurants are still open. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think it's universal, right? You get drunk, have a good time. You know, you've spent a lot of energy, but also like alcohol makes you hungry. You know. Yeah. That's the thing. So nothing like some late night munchies after yeah. some drinking. Right. Fill that pit in the bottom of your stomach that's only been filled with liquor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and beer, mostly beer in our case. Yeah. So. I think it's very universal. Um, but I think there are a lot of differences as well, we've noticed, right? Yeah, big differences between mm-hmm. here and, say, the U.S., mm-hmm. where, I mean, the biggest one is that everywhere here you go to drink, mm-hmm. you're going to have food at the same time. So you're seated. Yeah. Most of the venues are all full of seating. Yeah. So you see large groups of people but they're all seated they're not intermingling really right whereas in the u.s obviously most of the bars Mm -hmm. are just open space and you go to the bar get your drink and then you find yourself maybe Mm -hmm. in the corner at a table maybe but mostly standing yeah mostly standing around with your friends chatting and then interfacing with other people or playing some type of game you know Mm -hmm. whether that's shooting pool or Throwing darts, yeah. one of those things. You think that that makes really a difference, whether or not you're seated? Because, yeah, to a degree, I, I admit that there there is a difference, but not a lot of things. Because if there are no tables, you're not seated, right? You know, let's just imagine a typical pub in in the states. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, open space, whatever. There's some divider in between, whatever, and. Even if you're not seated, right, you can be totally passive entire night when you're there, right? Just sitting, oh, yeah. in uh, standing in one spot with your friends, just talking, not moving, not talking, not mingle at all. Yeah, right? I mean, it's totally possible. Pretty much being a you know yeah. a wallflower essentially. Right. I mean, the setting is important. I, I think it can affect how people interact or uh, behave in the setting, but also, I think more powerful, more uh, of a facting factor is your attitude. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely going to be the most important. Yeah. I think, though, with the seated situation, that mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot more to overcome initially to break into that conversation with somebody. True. Because you're that's approaching and you're already right. you're higher. You know, you're, there's a body mm-hmm. language. 
maybe it's not seen the same way here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, hey, down there. So I just come over and see what you guys doing seated over here. Whereas, I mean, at least when you're all standing, you approach on equal terms. We're both standing. We're both kind of Mm -hmm. indicating that we're approachable. Right. And again, that's not always the situation, but I feel, at least again, maybe because I just grew up mostly in that culture as far as nightlife's concerned, that for me, it seems more difficult to approach a group of people Mm -hmm. that are seated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, definitely... Uh, an initial barrier that you have to break, right? Because in order to mingle with them, you you have to be seated at some point, right? You you cannot just keep standing, yeah, right. Even if you you know break a conversation, whatever, you will have to be seated at some point. Yeah, and so we've that's done the that barrier right? several times here, where yeah. there's somebody sitting next to us. Oh, hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. But we're both already seated. Yeah. So your access is limited to who's sitting by you. Mm-hmm. Because it just seems weird to get up from your table, walk to another table, <laughs> and, and start the conversation. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, that is strange to us or mm-hmm. to people who are not really familiar with those, um, you know, settings. Mm-hmm. But, like, here, I think, you know, to them it's normal, right? It's very normal. Or if it is it's not too uh, similar, but, like, they have another way to, you know have that um, socialization more active, right? For yeah. example, I mean, this is, we're in, we're in Thailand, by the way. Oh, that's where uh, we were? Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about, uh, so your initial exposure to a lot of nightlife settings in Thailand, right? But I, I can um, relate to that a lot because it's really similar to all Asian cultures, you mm-hmm. know, like Japanese and Chinese and Koreans that, um Usually when you, you drink with food, I think that's why we are seated. Yeah. Right? That's the thing. So we don't even sometimes really distinguish between bars and restaurants. Some some places are both, mm-hmm. you know. Of course, we have clubs. That's that's different, you know. Complete, um, like your, your uh, purpose or the main factor becomes something else. Now we're dancing. Now we're clubbing whatever yeah, taking in the music but all that. up to that point like a lot of places are both restaurants versus uh not versus restaurant and um pop or a place to where a place where a drink mm-hmm. because we eat and drink at the same time so my ex-girlfriend i i brought her to seoul um a couple of years ago and she was just she was just blown away how much we were eating the entire night because it's not just like we drink only, right? We just enjoy the culture, I guess. You know, we sit down, converse, eat, drink. It's all like a package. We enjoy that. Mm-hmm. So if you were to drink more than night, um, like, yeah, you get, you automatically eat as well. Yeah. A lot than night. Yeah. I guess the biggest difference is that most of the bars in the U.S., mm-hmm. there is a, separation between a bar and restaurant Mm -hmm. a bar i mean a vast majority of them Mm -hmm. don't serve food at all there's so many bars that don't serve true any type of food Mm -hmm. and that's where a lot of people will go to have their nightlife yeah it's still popular in the u.s obviously you get together with your friends Mm -hmm. you go to like maybe a pub slash tavern type thing Mm -hmm. and you eat and drink through the night but you would never be 
for the most part, you'll never intermingle with another group. That's kind of sure. just like you and your friends. So that's that is pretty big mm-hmm. difference, and it's interesting how it's yeah, really no true. separation. I don't have we gone to a bar here that doesn't have food. I don't. I don't think we have. No. Every well, bar also, we've gone to. Also, this is to. not like the best place to, um, um, you know, characterize characterize because very small place. It's yeah. a countryside, basically, right? So uh, we don't have a lot of varieties of. Um, places and bars sure. so uh, maybe in bangkok we can probably explore a little more uh we've well we only tried like korean bar and mm-hmm. just because uh what was the name of the, yeah it wasn't was close it was at least very inactive compared to um years ago before covid it's supposed to be popping place yeah. very busy area but uh, even locals recommended us not to go there because it's a waste of time. Yeah. I actually saw they celebrated yeah. the holiday. I saw mm. some pictures from oh, Castle really? Road. Yeah, they had a lot of people out. God. We missed it. I know. Uh, we missed it. We always do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. we had a good time in Chiang Mai. They had yes. some popping bars. Mm-hmm. But it was dominated primarily by yeah. tourists and backpackers. It wasn't. Right. Uh, there was a handful of locals, but it was mostly mm. catering yeah. Begin to I think the European, 100%. Australian, yeah. the tourists, you know, tourists. The, the Westernized tourists. Yeah. And again, I haven't been to all those places and experienced all their nightlifes, mm-hmm. but I wonder how similar they are to ours in the U.S. You know, most of my traveling when I was younger, right, I wasn't mm-hmm. into drinking or anything like that, and not into it too much anymore these days. So when we go out, usually yeah. it's pretty casual. Like, we're tired by the time people are starting to arrive at the bar. Oh, it's 10 o'clock. Yeah. Ah, I'm ready to go home. People are finally coming in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I guess we don't really drink anymore that much, right? No, it just, it affects the next day. Too Too much. Too large. Yeah. But uh, we've done a lot, right? And we still do. I mean, not as much as we used to, but we still do. Uh, Because... Especially in Thailand, right? We're completely on vacation mode. You know, we would drink every day um, like with meals usually. But also uh, weekends, we try to go out. and Because we're kind of curious, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we understand the overall uh, uh, elements of nightlife. But also it's all different in different cultures. So, mm-hmm. you know, our curiosity is motivation to go out and mingle with people. Also, like, that's an opportunity to learn about locals as well. Right? Yeah. When people here. By interacting with them, but the um, speaking of the, that seated culture, again, like I said, uh, is very similar. Uh, all the Asian cultures have that uh, sort of similar um, culture when it comes to nightlife, that seated and um, all that. So, even in clubs, right? So, like in Korea, list I don't know about here. We have two different kinds of clubs. One club is um, very similar to or equal to. Uh, these Western uh, clubs where you go there, just drink and dance, right? That's that's sort of just one category of clubs. But also in Korea, there are um, Korean nightclubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, very different. That to begin with, you have to be seated. Yeah. You, you don't have to sit, but that's sort of like the, uh, the initial stage. You have to be seated and then order whatever, a uh, few beers usually. And then there's this very unique uh, thing called booking. Uh, in English, booking, book, booking. Uh, we, we call it booking. Um, 
what it is is that it's a practice in which that waiters uh, bring female customer to the table where um, guys are seated. Mm. Um, so it's not forcible. I mean, you can say no if you're a girl. If you're seated, like, you can say no to the waiters. Um, sometimes they're like they're playfully forcible, mm. but not like ever forcible. Mm. You know, they're trying to incentivize them. Yeah, yeah. You can do ah, that too. Come over here. Yeah, exactly. So the waiters bring girls to a girl, girls to a table where guys are seated, and then it, from there is mutual. If you're interested in each other, then you can drink. You know, you can uh, continue be, continue to be seated. Continue to talk, whatever. How loud is it? You said this was a club. How? I mean, that's one of my biggest gripes with nightlife mm-hmm. in general is that typically it's too goddamn loud. Yeah, true. Pretty loud. Pretty loud. But uh, enough to make conversations, okay. I would say. But anyway, um, you do that. Uh, if you like each other, you can continue to talk or, you know, move out of the place. Go somewhere, restaurants usually, eating. Because Korean nightclubs are uh, pretty much like the last stage of the night. Mm. Yeah, so we go out, sit, you know, dinner, drink a lot, you know, go to bar, eat again, whatever. And then Korean nightclubs is considered usually the last stage of the night. So wow. That's why there are a lot of girls, and that's why a lot <laughs> of guys, you know, try to make the night. Um, but do that, and that's how it usually goes. Uh, if you don't like, you can just say no. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, um, I don't think we're. Uh, <laughs> I guess you don't say that. I don't like you, but you don't just talk to her, or she wouldn't talk to you if they're not interested. Cold shoulder, basically. Yeah, exactly. And then just leave. Mm. Um, but that's really unique, I guess, practice um, that doesn't happen in you know any other. No, not that I'm cultures. aware of. I've never yeah. seen anything like that. I guess mm-hmm. we're just too, uh, too ingrained in indiv- individuality and yeah. probably more feministic roots. Yeah. Well, you know, it's coming to fruition a lot of the feminism, which is a good thing. Yeah. But that would definitely not fly in the U.S. outside of a strip club, probably. Well, unless it is mutual, completely mutual, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But a yeah. waiter going over to be like, hey, this guy's interested. No, that would never, ever happen. Yeah. Unless you know that waiter. Well, because, yeah, that, that's also, like, that's a turn off, right? Yeah. But somebody else is doing your job for you. Like, yeah. come on, you're not that interested in me. Yeah. Right? I mean, it has so many negative connotations. Yeah. Right? So. I mean, I. it's fun to wingman for people, mm. as I'm sure you've done before. But being, I hate being wingman for. I don't, I don't want anybody mm-hmm. to try and sell me up. Like, let me just do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Because you don't have any control in it either, right? Yeah. And then a lot of times it's... Um, in a uh, boasting way, um, exaggerated. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like that kind of things. And if anything, I want to talk to. Um, I've been talking part is the best part, right? In my opinion, yes, we uh, like to dance uh, sometimes without talking with with you know certain people. But typically, that's what we enjoy um, talking part because then it's uh, it's it's more than the. Uh, physical part right you get to know that person and you get to know really quickly uh whether or not you you're interested in that person right so yeah you know well, i think bypass a lot of stages yeah i think i think words do the best of 
in such a short amount of time, they can convey a lot more information to a person. Mm-hmm. So they become more of an individual. Yeah. Rather, if you're just, you know, you're just going to talk to the most attractive person, mm-hmm. outside of their personality, they could be anybody. Yeah. Like, they're just a body, essentially. And that's one of the degrading elements, I think, of nightlife for a lot of people, women specifically. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're hit on, they feel like, ah, they're only here with one intention. They're trying to hook up, trying to get laid. Mm-hmm. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of women are looking for the same thing. Yeah. But when you remove the conversational element to it, it does feel a little bit objectifying, even as a dude. Like, yeah. Yeah, it can be flattering to be seen in that regard in mm-hmm. some ways. But in other ways, it's also kind of removing the aspect of who you are, your personality, mm-hmm. which makes all of it, in my opinion, very interesting to begin with. Yeah. Or the whole reason to even explore getting into a physical realm with somebody. Right. Um, but again, different people, you know, different strokes for different folks, as they say. Mm-hmm. But it's funny you mentioned the Korean nightclub. Mm-hmm. I was at a bachelorette party a few months ago and it's something similar with clubs and seating but all the seating is reserved for people that are spending money on bottle service Mm, so yeah you know you will have a group of people again but you're paying a lot of money to have access to a bottle kind of vip area yeah and then you decide to go engage in the floor dance whatever Maybe bring somebody back to the VIP section with your friends mm-hmm. and whomever to drink more and then talk. Yeah. But I think that type of experience is limited for birthday parties, bachelor parties, yeah. you know, s- special occasions. Yeah. Most people don't go and do that frequently mm-hmm. just because it's not affordable. Yeah. So it seems like in your situation, the booking, mm-hmm. that seems very common and affordable for most groups. Yeah. And then there are tiers as well mm-hmm. uh, in that place. Uh, the basic tier is just tables along the wall. Uh, and then like in the middle area, there are some tables as well. And this, there is a separate stage for dancing, big area. Um, obviously, by the way, even if there's that booking uh, practice on the stage, you can do whatever you want. I mean, you mm. you know sometimes approach girls and it works out whatever. I mean, it's still is doable that that way. But uh, anyway, there was another tier, a couple of uh, more tiers where um, it's close to that bottle service where um, you have room, like a separate room. So it's more expensive. Uh, but there's a karaoke machine usually, um, so you can have more uh, reserved um, experience mm-hmm. with someone who comes in. So mm-hmm. very quiet. You can actually talk to them better. And then, obviously, girls like them more because... Yeah, they see your awesome singing skills. Well, not just that. Run out of the room immediately. Well, not just that. <laughs> <laughs> but also, um, that speaks to... That basically makes you have a lot of money, you know? So, oh, this guy has a lot of money, you know? So, oh, this guy doesn't know how to spend his money. Look at this yeah. guy. So, um, girls like them more. And waiters like them more, too. Because, so if you're uh, on a basic tier, you may not get a lot of girls. Because it all depends on the on the waiter. You know what I mean? You can tip them like, oh, you know, here my buddy here, uh, his birthday today, something like that. You have to you have to tip him or some. So interesting that. So do you usually see a group of people? You're like, oh, I'm interested. And you tell the waiter like, you can do that too. Talk to them, or is it just like random and they're just making the selections? Uh, both. Mm. Typically, random selection by them, 
but also if you see a girl you really like by the way that girl that's that's <laughs> what i want and then, yeah she's no problem man i mean to him is there's no any difference right yeah so, but sometimes you tip them uh if you're if you're in a uh the room you know a higher tier then they'll bring more girls because you're spending a lot of money uh they want they want to make sure that you uh get the best experience there when you spend a lot of money so that you will come back right so basically you don't have to tip them for it hmm. but yeah that's how it goes i would love to hear this from a woman's perspective what it's like what they feel like mm. when they're getting in this situation Seems almost like a bit of a gambling mm. behavior, like f- roll the dice. Oh, yeah, sure. Maybe yeah. somebody exciting, maybe somebody cute, maybe somebody with money. Yeah. You just oh, like, yeah. roll so those like, dice. Yeah. There's uh, that part of excitement for them, sure. You know, I'm sure you know, there are many bad elements to it, too. But I don't know, man. I'm not a girl. But, again, all I know is that it's not forcible. You can't, you can't refuse to. You, you can't refuse it, you know. So, I mean, you're there also, like, you go there because you know what's happening there, mm-hmm. you know. It's just that not all people, um, you know, you want to have different experience sometimes, right? I mean, Tinder is just another thing. That, does, that doesn't mean that you don't go out and never mingle with people. Yeah. It's just a different method. Yeah. So, like, that's just a different method to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not that they rely on it heavily. Yeah. It's just fun. Yeah. yeah I Seems hard to, mm-hmm. or exhausting to continually go out and have a nightlife. What would you say one of the biggest pros to nightlife is in general? In general? In general. Like a nightlife? Because there's, you know, there's a lot of people that mm-hmm. basically don't have any type of nightlife mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Uh, whether that be by choice or location where they live, mm-hmm. or maybe they feel uncomfortable what do you think are some of the pros and joys you get out of just going out and kind of experiencing nightlife? Because you get to mm-hmm. experience people in a different mindset most of the yeah. time. Um, I would say, I don't know, man. There are a lot of things to it. But uh, from for, for myself, it's just a setting in which I can uh, unwind. You know, I, I am... You know, there are many things to do. Like, that's why we go to, you know, pubs where there are pool tables. Mm-hmm. You know, that's relaxing. Beer. You know, just tasting fucking nice beer. You know, oh, that's so just really. one thing that I would probably feel differently uh, at home. You know, yeah. like, when I go out where, you know, go out especially with people that I like, um, we're mutually um, on the same mode. You know, that yeah. we're unwinding, we're having fun, you know. So almost everything becomes more enjoyable. Um, and obviously mingling with the people that I don't know. Uh, that's that's a, a really fun part as well that I'm sure some people don't find it fun at all. <laughs> so, yeah, there are a lot of elements to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think definitely the social aspect of it is mm-hmm. very enjoyable. Uh, depends at the level of intoxication yeah. the other people are at. Yeah. And also your level of intoxication if you're drinking. Yeah. And again, the biggest one for me, though, is always going to be the music. Oh, it's yeah. Music too for sure. goddamn loud. It doesn't mm. even matter if it's good music. Mm. It's just kind of obnoxious for me. Yeah. And again, like sometimes you're feeling like dancing and then it's very enjoyable. Yeah. But 
it does seem like most of the places in the U.S. do trend towards loud music in a in a space that doesn't even have a dance floor or even the dance ability to go dance anywhere. Yeah. So they just kind of blast it seemingly pointlessly. Mm-hmm. I feel like people drink more in those environments. I don't know why. I don't know. I think, uh, I mean, obviously it's not very enjoyable to us, especially when we're not drunk, especially there are no people. I mean, we, we can't, well, it's hard to have a conversation with someone, right? It's so loud. And sometimes you have uh, a right person to converse with, but just because you're fucking screaming and, you know, <laughs> oh, what's that? Like, just can't hear each other properly. Like, you just kills the conversation sometimes you know yeah. so that's really bad part but um it's only a bummer when you you know have a really attractive girl i, guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's even more difficult yeah. here though because we don't speak the language yeah so if you're gonna talk to somebody talk and then it's loud yeah and then there's all these cultural you yeah. know barriers um, essentially it it was kind of like okay. I mean, we've gone out several times with yeah. you know Thai people, and a lot of the time I'm just sitting there being like I'm trying to enjoy the music, yeah. trying to enjoy all this, but I can't talk. Mm-hmm. And I mean, honestly, I'm just bored. I'm just like okay, I'm yeah. not tired, but I'm tired of this. <laughs> I just want to get going. Yeah. And there seems to be a lot of people here that just enjoy going and sitting in that noise and mm-hmm. drinking. That seems very normal. Well, they talk, right? They talk to each other. We just yeah, can't very talk very little, um, though. It doesn't seem in-depth conversations, at least in the um, few experiences. So we just have to talk to them, but a lot of times uh, the language barrier and even the settings of the place that, like like you're talking about, the music's too goddamn loud. We just can't even talk to them, you know? So... Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, the social socialization part is almost gone here when we, yeah. when we go out. To be honest with you, uh, unless unless there are some at least with Thai people, that's what I'm saying. Like with the tourists, uh, I guess it's more doable because uh, they speak uh, English better. Yeah, I mean, we made some yeah. some friends from Sweden. Yeah, some Swedish friends, and we went out with them a few times. Yeah. So it was very enjoyable. We're able yeah. to talk and communicate. Mm-hmm. And then you can find quieters to go, smoke yeah. some hookah, exactly. Do that, have different experiences. But you're right. I mean, where we're at currently is hard to have a bit of a social life because, mm-hmm. on top of it being a lot of tourists and it's down season now. Yeah, it's like a revolving door. Tourists are here, then they're gone. Mm-hmm. Then the locals, the ones we see on repeat, yeah. typically outside the bars. You know, oh yeah, hey, come on, come in, guys, <laughs> and. But then you enter that setting where it's loud and it's seated. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard to meet people in that environment. And already yeah. a little can be taxing environment. Yeah. yeah. And then also on top of all that, um, there are not a lot of people here. That's the thing. And if we're in Phuket, for, for example, it'll be, oh, so many it'll be a lot better. Yeah, at least meeting people. Um, but here it's not... Um, and it's not like we have gyms here, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing. Uh, typically, you know, we go, we go to gyms, you know, whatever the gym is. 
that's a big part of uh, uh, our schedule, I guess, right? So we meet a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. But here, we don't go to gym. So uh, that's another part, I guess. That yeah. Makes it difficult. And that's one of the cool yeah. things about nightlife is yeah. sometimes you meet some really cool people when you go out yeah. and hang out with them the next day really? or the coming weeks and you build friendships. Mm-hmm. It's like another way to kind of interface with somebody that you may not interface with in everyday life mm-hmm. or in certain situations. You know, like you saw that person at the grocery store, you're probably not going to be like, hey, how's it going there? Yeah. I mean, why would you do that in the first place? Right. People usually have their guards a bit down after some mm-hmm. drinks. You know, inhibitions are a bit lower, mm-hmm. a little friendlier. And again, you also have those conversations that pan out to nothing. You're like, oh, yeah. we're going to be best friends. We're going to do all this stuff. And then you never see them again yeah. hear from them because <laughs> they were just drunk. <laughs> yeah. And that could be a bummer. I mean, we had that happen in mm-hmm. Chiang Mai, you know. Yeah. Met a couple people, went with them another bar. We're talking yeah. about climbing. And then next day, you know, sober up. They yeah. fall off the face of the earth. Yeah. And that's... That's also, I think, the hard thing about being in nightlife because I don't ever drink to excess. Like, mm-hmm. and you rarely do. Yeah. Like, we rarely are drunk. Very rarely. Yeah. So when I'm engaging with people, I'm engaging from a very honest level mm-hmm. in a way that I can follow through tomorrow. Like, what I said tonight, I can do tomorrow. Right. Or I actually mean what I'm saying to you. This is not me just being intoxicated. I'm not just, like, stoked Yeah. because I'm drunk. I'm mm-hmm. actually stoked about what we're talking about. Yeah. And a lot of people aren't like that when they go out. Yeah. I think that also kind of boils down to maybe maturity level mm-hmm. in some regards. Yeah. Because, again, I think a lot of people want to live in this fantasy world and have their problems solved by alcohol. You know, Nietzsche famously yeah. talked about it. one of the worst things you can do is drink because it solves all your problems. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, that big project you got going on or, you know, the dreams you have. Mm-hmm. Oh, you need to work out. Oh, you drink. Oh, suddenly you feel good. Oh, it's, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. It removes that pressure. Yeah. And, I, you know, I wouldn't agree with him in completeness with that yeah. because that pressure relief is necessary. Right. But also, it's easy to get addicted to that pressure release. Mm-hmm. So much so that's what people do every weekend. That's all they're looking mm-hmm. forward to. The next time they can have the pressure mm-hmm. removed a little bit. Yeah. And that's what nightlife can offer people. So it can be a very dangerous thing for a lot of people. But when used properly and as a tool, yeah, I think it can be sure. super fun, super enjoyable. Yeah. As, as, as long as you're, uh, you don't rely on it, right, you're not addicted to it, it's totally fine, you know. Uh, it's a way of unwinding for most people, you know. Yeah. Not the best way to do it, I guess. Or I should say that you should have many methods mm-hmm. to do so yeah uh, not just you know drinking not just netflixing not 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 like that you know yeah that, those are cool don't get me wrong uh but you should have more um uh productive way or that aligns with your passion you know yeah. uh, go hiking or go climbing or whatever yeah. that is you know variety is the spice of life yeah but, plus if you're hung over after every time you go out yeah, that's maybe thing. you're not responsibly enjoying the night. And mm-hmm. again, you can get hang. I mean, me for example, there's I have one beer or one liquor that doesn't agree with me, mm-hmm. and it's seemingly random. It could be two drinks and I'm hungover the next day. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes it's a gamble. Sometimes it's not because of the choices you made that you're hungover necessarily. Yeah. But it's a good learning process because I mean, even when we lived in Austin, dude, how many? We went out four or five times yeah. a night every week. Let's go out a lot. Yeah. For a long time. 
mm-hmm. and that was you know i think tied to being depressed with our jobs there's some night shift work a whole bunch of different factors mm-hmm. so when you're always trying to go back to that pressure relief and that stress relief you might want to examine maybe i'm unhappy maybe there's something not fulfilling me in my life mm-hmm. because when you go out for the nightlife and it's very intentful and thoughtful and you're looking forward to it because maybe it doesn't happen too frequently, then it's way easier to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, wow, that was fun. You know, I had a few drinks, whatever, talked to a whole bunch of people, had a good time and enjoyed it responsibly. It can add a lot of value to your life mm-hmm. rather than seeing this as a black and white. It's a good or a bad thing. Yeah. I think you got to find the balance in it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> catchphrase he's getting that tattooed on his forehead we just need to reach our donation limit of 150 dollars <laughs> <laughs> i know we're asking a lot <laughs> i know this is impossible uh what is another thing um if, if there's any that you found different now it's thunder um about nightlife here in asia or in thailand mm. I mean, it wasn't my first time coming here, so mm-hmm. I kind of had an idea of what it was going to be like. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing, obviously, though, has been the reduction in the amount mm-hmm. of people. Because when I was here, yeah. you know, I was in Phuket and then Koh Phi and Koh Tao. So I saw a lot more people. Mm-hmm. A lot more kind of felt like people were cutting loose, having fun. And maybe it felt differently because I was by myself. But it seemed like there was a lot more people that were alone or trying to socialize i almost feel like Mm -hmm. it's almost like pulling teeth to mingle with people yeah it seems like whereas previously it was so easy Mm -hmm. like you just start talking to somebody and they're talking to you and you're all hanging out and you're drinking having a good time yeah and i think this might be a byproduct of the impact COVID's had on people as far as socializing you know a lot of people just are sticking to their groups Mm -hmm. and it just seems more difficult than it was before. Hmm, really? Yeah, yeah. Like, even before, like, just random Thai people would come up and start talking to me. You know, maybe it's because I had short hair then and I was yeah. younger. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I, that was my experience last time I was here. Hmm. And now it's very different. Grant, we're in, like you said, a country town. Yeah. You know, kind of quiet place. So maybe people were just more reserved in that regard, but... Yeah, I mean, nightlife is always going to be what you make of it. I think you have to go in there with intention. Yeah. To get the most out of it. Yeah, true. And a lot of times, the most important thing is who you're going out with, right? Yeah. So, like, when we go out, it doesn't matter if we talk to girls or not. We always have fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's just an additional factor, right? So, that's why we're just, you know, we're... You don't just keep looking around trying to find a girl. Well, sometimes I do. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not the agenda, like the main agenda of the night. We go out because we want to have fun. We we do a lot of talking that um, we may not do a normal setting, right? So that's another big factor that I think is important, especially for guys. You know, don't – when your agenda is, oh, I want to get a girl, you know, yes, I'm not saying that's wrong, but – when you're just too caught up in that idea, it may show. Oh, that guy's just looking for a girl. Oh, pathetic, yeah. whatever. You know, it may come off that way. Yeah, um, and you also are missing out on a huge part of the fun. Yeah. If you're not talking to your friends, hanging out with the, 
Yes. Like you could totally just have a bad time because your expectation and intention Mm -hmm. is only set on again, like finding a partner, whatever, you know, trying to find validity through attraction of other people, which like you said, people can smell that a mile away a lot. Yeah, exactly. Don't get me wrong. You could still be intentional and go have a good time, Mm -hmm. but if that's your sole focus, you're probably Mm -hmm. missing out on something that's way more beneficial and fun and enjoyable. Yeah. And then you look more attractive when you're having fun, right? Instead of just looking down your on your phone and looking around <laughs> trying to find a girl. When you're having fun with your friend, laughing, the genuine laughing, mm-hmm. people can see you. Oh, that guy's having fun, you yeah. know? That that becomes attractive because yeah. that's the genuine, you know? Yeah. Plus, so. I mean, what a valuable skill set to be able to make any situation mm-hmm. enjoyable. Yeah. You can apply that to any situation, anywhere mm-hmm. in the world, and you can have a good time. Yeah. As long as you know how to do it, mm-hmm. see what's in front of you, and make the most of it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it is always shocking when you go out and you see, you know, like we mentioned before, a lot of people on their phones, wallflowers, just mm-hmm. keeping it themselves. It's like you're craving socialization so desperately. That's yeah. why you're here, Yeah, probably. There's some part of you, some Mm -hmm. facet of you that wants Mm -hmm. to mingle and interact with other people. But you're bound by your phone. You're bound by, you know, your Mm self-esteem. And the only way to get through that is to get out of your head a bit Mm -hmm. and go engaged. Yeah. Because then you'll realize, oh, most people are pretty friendly. Most people are not going to be rude with you. Mm -hmm. And have a good time. And you can cut back, let loose a bit. Yeah. That's that. That's the nice thing about alcohol. You know, it kind of brings your guards down a little bit. Mm-hmm. It can be used as a tool. Yeah, exactly. Again, like you shouldn't rely on it, but um, it can be helpful. Yeah, especially yeah. if you're uh, a beginner. Um, yeah, it can be helpful. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've uh, experienced this so many times that we talked about this tiny bit on our uh, a theory of dating, maybe probably dating. Yeah, that a lot of guys have. Um, especially young guys have um, um, they find it difficult to approach girls and talk to them right Um, but we talked about this that yes um, bitter boost can help you but you shouldn't rely on it right because the whole mindset of of it is that you're not you're just trying to have a good time with someone you know you're trying to and what is wrong with you <laughs> saying, hello, my name is whatever? What yeah. is wrong with that? Why are you afraid of saying that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's such a normal thing to do with a new person. You know, again, if you may get rejected, don't get me wrong, it happens. But it has nothing to do with you most of the time. Um, yeah, you should just, especially if you're a guy not experienced, you should, you should, you should try way more than you have and yeah. you'll, you'll eventually get comfortable with it you know yeah. but yeah because you just don't want to miss an opportunity mm-hmm. again this might be in a nightlife situation but if you develop that skill set yeah say you are at the grocery store say you do see a girl mm-hmm. yeah 100 well, percent. you know when you don't have alcohol with you you're not in the appropriate setting mm-hmm. but you're interested yeah you know if you have experience you're probably <laughs> going to be able to go over there and at least introduce yourself right or do something to like communicate in yeah. some way that oh yeah hey I acknowledge you and again it's just nice to acknowledge people mm-hmm. in everyday life acknowledge their existence acknowledge true. that they're there Very true smile at them mm-hmm. oh hey how's it going you know you don't even have to do that you just yeah wait a bit it can make somebody's yeah. day 
It really can. Oh, yeah. I mean, it makes my. I love when people wave at me. I'm like, oh shit, I yeah. don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah. But extremely valuable, like you're saying, and uh, I love it. I yeah. love it. It's thundering right now. You probably can't hear it, but you can see it's getting darker. Yeah. Now our uh, pathetic small lighting has a lot of effect on us. <laughs> yeah, look at that. It sure does. <laughs> I know. Wow. <laughs> That's this is crazy. A, this is what I want. Like, typically, this All is... All the time. Yeah. This is what I want, but... Oh, dude, yeah. That's crazy. Wow. But it's all good. You know, we probably look better in this setting, but... Suck. Oh, by the way, we are... Uh, today is our first day of three-day fasting, with an exception, because we don't typically do coffee. Um, but there was a study that our, showed on mice that coffee and caffeine... Yeah, so... Well, for our podcast, um, because we're a little bit tired today. Um, we both ran this morning. Yeah. So today's, this three of fasting is a bit of an exception because we're doing coffee, but um, I don't know. Maybe we'll extend a few more hours because of this, but let's see. Yeah. Anyway, we're doing three-day fasting uh, quarterly. This is our second quarter fasting, three-day fasting. Uh, we did it when? Um, January? The first quarter? Yeah, it must have been January. January, January we did three-day fasting. Um, That was our first time actually trying it with caffeine, caffeinated water. Oh, so good, too. Yeah. I really like that water. Sparkling caffeine water. Yes, it was really good. Um, So, you know, like coffee, even black coffee, normally has calories. But that, um, I think, the caffeinated water that we had uh, didn't have any calories. calories. So I don't know what kind of effect it, it, it had, um, but we assume that probably didn't affect uh, uh, triggering autophagy. Uh, I hope not. Yeah. I mean, th- the results spoke for themselves, though. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how this one goes, especially now sure. that our training routine is significantly different. Yeah. Right. We don't have a climbing gym here. We have to go outside. Mm-hmm. You know, conditions are different. We can't even hangboard like we were before. I mm-hmm. mean, we've got our setup, but again usually it's hotter there's all these other factors yeah and we've both gained a little bit of weight (laughs) so it's gonna be really interesting how much i think significantly well (laughs) don't downplay our overweight by saying that a bit of weight (laughs) i have i mean we have no idea because we don't have a a, a scale. scale and part of us is that kind of fret of or we know that it's meaningless to for ourselves it's right. not gonna stop us from what we're doing yeah. i'm gonna keep eating as much as i want no <laughs> <sighs> i don't know again we're, we've been on vacation mode for a while but we're about to discontinue it uh starting today actually <laughs> that's why we uh chose to start our period of fasting today yeah because we need to be in good shape um for our you know everything we got some projects now yeah so you'll have to go check out the other video highlighting our projects on yeah. youtube some rock climbs you got a it's not out yet v5 v6 <laughs> v7 it's not out yet but it'll get there but uh, yeah sure so we have uh, projects going and also we're, we're about to start muay thai i mean we've been saying this for a while now but you know there have been you know a few things that we need to we needed to take care of uh paperwork and you know government Visas, office and things I mean, like there's that. a lot of so things that's involved. why yeah but we're not really postponing or delaying it but uh like for sure we're going to start muay thai training 
uh, in a few more days because we still haven't um, done the registration part, uh, yeah. the name transfer, all the, all the yeah, all We the definitely got to get through the fasting before yeah. we we'll, – we'll die if we go train day three, <laughs> fasted <laughs> state. Oh, no, definitely yes. we'll die. <laughs> like Some some will it bad. <laughs> yes. will happen to you. <laughs> that you cannot foresee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good idea. So that's why we chose to do our uh, fasting today uh, so that we can get this done before uh, we start our very uh, intense training. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be climbing every other day and Muay Thai every other day. So it's going to be a full week except the Sunday, um, right? Yeah. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Muay Thai, Tuesday, Thursday, f- Saturday. Uh, climbing uh, yeah it's gonna be interesting yeah. to see how our bodies hold up we will have to eat Pace really it. good um, yeah. not like eating a lot but nutrition wise yeah we've we'll been experiencing be right oh, a yeah, lot yeah. of the cramping Clim- lately yeah, yeah. I mean, we were cr- climbing the other day uh, it's like oh man my foot's cramping up like yeah constantly cramping up so mm-hmm. there's some type of vitamin or nutrient we're lacking you yeah. mentioned it could be magnesium or calcium calcium uh, magnesium because potassium uh could be sodium could be a, a source of that too but we get a lot of sodium and i think potassium too because we love <laughs> we're in love with banana shakes here oh, so yeah <laughs> but we only do that maybe honestly i mean what yeah not once daily. a week maybe not daily yeah. uh, every no. few days probably yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not that often. Yeah, yeah. After we noticed that crimes, we we did more banana yeah. shakes. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's yeah. true. But a yeah, good ones. Honestly, you know, eating. This is why we need to cook. Oh, guys, it started raining. Actually, a lightning awesome. strike. I think you saw that. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna use that as a thumbnail. I think this strike. is why eating at home, cooking and eating home home is better, in my opinion, because. In restaurants, first of all, we have to officially say that uh, <laughs> we started to get bored of Thai food. Um, we've pretty much tried everything. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't even crave Thai foods anymore. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're delicious. Still, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's very good. But I don't really crave Thai foods anymore. Even American foods, I don't really crave it because uh, since we started to feel that, oh, man, we... We want something else, like yeah. not Thai food. So we did a lot of burgers and pasta. Oh, whatever. the pasta was so good, man. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to whatever that Italian restaurant. <laughs> but still, I feel something's compromised, you know, which is a lot of case, um, you know. The m- oh, buddy. What? You've angered the gods for the last time. <laughs> <laughs> amount of protein that's a problem i am uh, lack of vegetables uh, all that so i mean also in the u.s as you know yeah. our good friend marty's talked about all the foods fortified with vitamins yeah it's mandated by the fda right. and things like that so you're gonna get that stuff even if you're not aware you're getting it most yeah, of the bread's true. fortified most of everything else is fortified so you're gonna hit mm. those yeah whereas here i mean i can't say because i've never looked it up but Mm-hmm. The physical experiences we're having seem to indicate things are not just fortified here. There's no yeah. regulation around that. Yeah, that's what I would know of at least, yeah. right? So we try to. So when we go to a restaurant, we try to select things that are 
um, that could satisfy our nutrition needs. Yeah, like Singha. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. It's not perfect, right? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't even come close to our needs. And it varies from day to day. Oh, let's see. Let's get some vegetables. Stir fry. It's not enough. Yeah. You know. Oh, let's have some. Uh, you know. But the thing is, though, steaks are so goddamn expensive here. So we don't really get steaks outside. We have never gotten steak. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like what thousand baht or something Dude, like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like it's thirty like, bucks, yeah. thirty US dollars That's for a steak. Lot. So, yeah, it's best to, you know, cook. Yeah, so that's what we're gonna do after three day fast. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we talking about eating right now on the first day of fast? Well, nightlife mm-hmm. eating is a big part of that. Oh yeah, let's talk about that actually because we haven't talked about it. How do you find uh, eating after you know bars here? Um, I guess <sighs> there are many things to talk about. I mean, I hate it just because mm-hmm. I want it and it tastes great and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But it screws up our fasting, our normal intermittent fasting <laughs> schedule. That's, That's yeah. the only reason I hate really nightlife at this point. It, yeah. it affects sleeping. We're going to sleep later, you know, go to bed yeah. later. We're drinking our calories. So it's like, fuck, doubling down. And then you're having yeah. a meal at like one in the morning, two in the morning. Yeah. And then we don't stay asleep because you and I just wake up early. So we get up no matter what. And we have that huge carryover. And it mm-hmm. feels so impactful mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. And granted, like, it's not bad to do every now and then, but I think we're so desperate for socialization that it's like doubling down on a loss. Like, yeah. oh, we want more socialization, so we're willing to compromise this area. Mm-hmm. But then it kind of, like, just reinforces itself. And that's yeah. kind of why we've gained weight and put on weight. Like, yeah, we're in vacation mode slightly, but it also doesn't feel like vacation in the sense like we're having a ton of fun. It feels like we're trying to go get our needs met yeah, and socialize and things like yeah. that. And like we still have a good time, don't get me wrong, but it almost feels like sometimes it's coming from more of a desperation to make the most of things mm-hmm. rather than like a legitimate sure. passive, like yeah. let's just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And when we do find the passive, let's enjoy it, we always have a great time, Yeah, you know, which is more times than not. Right, true. That helps a lot for sure. But 7-Eleven, shout out 7-Eleven. Yeah, oh, my gosh. We cannot Godsend. not talk about that, right? Because a lot of times uh, restaurants could be closed, but 7-Eleven is 24-7. And uh, I don't know. Like one thing that is surely better here than the States is that 7-Eleven. Yeah. Hands down. <laughs> 7-Eleven is like... Uh, yeah. I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah. It's so good. Our... Um, favorites are uh those mochis and you know the pastry products uh basically um usually if you get those pastries or cakes and things like that from a convenience store the quality is shit yeah but here i swear to god if i were to like blindfold myself and eat it i would say that okay this is like a four or five star cake hotel cakes right like that's what i would say they were so goddamn good yeah they're they're 30 baht they're basically a dollar, <laughs> less yes. than a dollar cake, depending on the exchange <laughs> exactly. rate. Less than a dollar, yeah, and I it's not overly it. sweet. <sighs> Love it. Look at this, guys. Raining heavily right now. Yeah. Let's take the motorcycles out. Wow. Need for speed. What a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Seven Eleven can't be understated. They have so many different yeah. snacks here that are 
off obviously much more affordable taste is way better mm-hmm. still portion size is good yeah so we have a mochi i think it's what 160 calories something like that it tastes great there's not like mm-hmm. an excess of sugar yeah again maybe not looking at the ingredients i can't really speak to mm-hmm. maybe they're whole foods blah yeah. blah blah but totally wonderful and look forward to it in nightlife i mean yeah. even we we're at the bar the other day and they walked down to southern 11 adjacent got some <laughs> snacks came yeah. back to the bar our friends got potato chips High open friends, right yeah. yeah and we're all just eating and drinking and they, that, that was cool it wouldn't have been possible right you could never do that in yeah. the states never yeah they, they, they like, would get say, the yeah, fuck yeah. out of here are you kidding me dude yeah but here they i mean we did it like on the bar yeah. right on the they, bar yeah right in front of like you know those people and they didn't say anything about it no right enjoyable though God. yeah but anyway the basic uh standard is so got so high here for 7-eleven and but i can tell you this though that's pretty much the case in all asian countries yeah that's when i went to japan in 2020 all of january was that yeah whatever before covid yeah we could we could have you know we could eat actually a lot of uh, things from 7-Eleven, you know, gossip. actually Japanese 7-Eleven is better than here, but oh, I believe it. here, I think the big part of it, wow, so lovely this raining, but big part of why it is so good here is because I don't know what percentage, but the majority of them or meaningful percentage of uh, things they have here are Japanese. Ah, that's good. You know it's that yeah, mochi, mochi that we eat, yeah, that's Japanese. Yeah. Uh, the banana milk that I love is amazing. Vitamin water. Yeah, vitamin water is Japanese. A lot of snacks are Japanese. Yeah. They import. So I think there's some good Thai why. snacks too. Those little hard stuffed. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, pastries. just purely Thai, yeah, lace and potato oh, chips, right? They have dude. so many flavors, dude. Truffle. So many. Truffle is phenomenal. Yeah. How do they not have that in the U.S.? I think we have some like that, but you you, you have to go to like Whole Foods or somewhere. Specialty. That have, yeah, I think so. I've seen a truffle, not potato chips maybe, but like truffle. Uh, it looks like Cheetos almost, but oh, it's a truffle. Wow. Yeah, I've, I've gotten. Yeah, it's one of my favorites from Whole Foods. But here, readily accessible. Like, yeah. and Seven Eleven is everywhere, guys. And um, again, it's not. They're not the most healthiest, you know. Uh, foods, but it's very cheap. Yeah, so you can do probably every other day if you're, you know, if you're backpacking here uh, on a budget, then that's oh great yeah. budget, great yeah. budget spot. Yesterday, uh, it was we knew that it was our last supper, so we <laughs> brought our thirty-six liter backpack <laughs> to fill because we uh, have to ride bike, right? So we went there, we filled it up, and then it was what like. 500 or something mod? Yeah. Something so, like that. You know, yeah. less than 20 bucks. Yeah. US dollars for a day's worth, more than a day's <laughs> worth of snacks. I mean, we basically had our last meal was snacks. Yeah. We didn't have a true last meal. Yeah, burger. We had a burger. Oh, I forgot you ordered that burger. It was just so small. It, yeah. went, it didn't come with fries. That was kind of a bummer. Yeah. You know, especially when you're in a state like we were. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> the big burger. Yeah. Yeah, we miss that for sure. I I really miss be, uh really good, great burger. I'm not talking about good burgers. There are good burgers here too. Like they're more than edible. They're yeah. good. Yeah. But it's not comparable. They're not comparable to great burgers in the states, in my opinion. That's when I uh, kind of miss home. Like, yeah. Oh, man, I, I I really crave an awesome burger. You know, like a big I juicy. Know, 
burger. That'd like, be nice. Glorious burger, you know? I want right. a Nighthawks burger. <laughs> all that yeah. cheese, man. Yeah, those are good. Also, one that we had in uh, Phoenix that was great. Oh, great burger. Yeah, very good server, by the way. <laughs> she was a hostess asshole she was not our server okay i love you wherever My you bad. are <laughs> but uh yeah that's one of the few things that we miss yeah. right but back to nightlife i guess um we covered the eating we covered um other things about nightlife is there anything else that we should um i would just say that mm-hmm. if you're coming here for the nightlife currently you gotta go somewhere busy Go to Phuket. Yeah, that's a good point. Go to yeah. Bangkok. Yes. Go to somewhere happening. Chiang Mai, apparently. I mean, that was popping when we yeah. went. But you can't expect to have that robust nightlife right mm-hmm. now yeah. in these smaller towns, less well-known, yeah. just because COVID's still a thing. Mm-hmm. People are still anxious. Yeah. yeah. Go somewhere else. Yeah. Don't go to Big don't cities, go to right? Yeah. From our experience, for sure, we can tell Phuket. Uh, yeah. Chiang Mai was great. Yeah. Uh, Bangkok, Bangkok I mean, you can't, yeah. can't go wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it shouldn't be the uh, the only part of your trip, obviously. I mean, if there's if that's your intention, I mean, I don't have any problem with it. But for most people, I think uh, nightlife is just a small part of your travel, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, come with good plans, I guess. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, research it thoroughly. Yeah, and then you know, if you guys have any questions about oh, anything, yeah. we've been to uh, we covered all the cities, all the major cities here: Bangkok, Phuket, Koh Phi Phi, Chiang Mai, and here in Aonang now, Krabi. So if you guys have any questions about anything, let us know in the yeah. comments. We'll uh, you know reply. More than happy to get back yeah. to you. Give you an idea what to expect, whether it's cost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, getting details. your visa, whatever details, we can mm-hmm. probably help you out. Yeah, kind of local experts now. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. that's about it today. Thank you guys. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week. We hope you found some value in this episode. Please check out our Patreon page at Patreon.com/backslash/TheTheoryOfLiving. Subscribe, leave us feedback, and share us with your friends. Get out there and design a theory that calls you to experience. We'll see you next week. Thanks.